0: Hey, busy sister, I'm so excited that you've come to this podcast. This is the place where you're going to find the uplifting, lighter side of life. Together, we're going to laugh totally at our kids' expenses. We're going to apply funny stories and life antidotes to biblical principles so we can take away the deeper lessons and implement those into our everyday lives. Because we're moms, we're going to find solutions for self-care, stress relief, and all the other things that seem to make life a little more overwhelming. I believe there is a way for us to find more joy and simplify from the inside out using scripture and a biblical foundation as our platform. Together, we're going to laugh, be inspired, grow in our intimacy with Christ, and find the sisterhood that you've been praying for. It's time to get uplifted, sister. I have found living in a house full of boys brings with it all sorts of bathroom mishaps and shenanigans. Did you ever see those Clorox commercials? You know, from five, ten years ago? My family has two favorites. My personal favorite is them starting to talk about, do we really need to kill the germs in the toilet? And then you see a kid's bouncy ball bounce in, into the frame, into the bathroom, and lands in the toilet. And then you see the kid walk up to the toilet and he peers over the bowl, into the water, contemplating on how to get his ball out. And then they leave it up to you to decide if you should really clean your toilets with Clorox. That made me laugh and it's really obviously stuck with me. And then my dad's favorite is the one that starts with the mom and she's walking into the bathroom and she sees several pieces of colored tape on the floor. And She's looking at it and then she walks away perplexed as to why there's tape on the floor at differing spots in front of the toilet. Then it cuts to two boys the previous like hour having a contest of how far they can stand from the toilet and still manage to get pee into the bowl. My dad reminds me of this commercial often, laughing because he knows boys and he knows what's coming in the years ahead. Ah, yes. Those Clorox moments. One particular night about a year ago, I woke up in the middle of the night um, because my bladder decided to wake me up. And I was trying to be better about hydrating at the time and I had been just, mm, you know, a little overzealous that day. And all of you that have had kids knows that when your bladder is screaming, there's no wait button. So not wanting to wake up anyone during the night, I pull out my mom ninja moves and I navigate over the toys on the floor and I finally make it into the bathroom in one piece. But by this time, my bladder was in complete charge of the situation and there wasn't a second to spare. And I'm sure you can relate floating and imminent danger looming, I didn't even bother to turn on the lights. And in one desperate move, I just pulled down my PJ pants and sat on the toilet. And there was this moment of relief. I was like, oh my goodness, I made it. Midnight disaster averted. Then as I'm doing my business, I realize I'm sitting in something very, very wet. And I'm like, wait, did I just pee myself and not realize it? Where is this coming from? I check my pants. They're dry. I check the floor. That's dry. And there's no stopping the process at this point. The horse has left the barn. So I wait until my bladder decides it's safe to stand up. And I check my surroundings. After a thorough inspection, I realize two things. Number one, I did not, in fact, pee myself. Number two, I did, however, sit in someone else's pee at which point I sort of wished I had peed myself if that was the only alternative. (laughs) It was gross. And I was like, what the heck? Why am I sitting in pee? And just like the commercial, my mind flashes back to an hour or so prior when Sam took a potty break right before bed. Ah, yes. The boy and his lack of aim managed to not only get half of his business in the bowl, but left the other half on the seat for me to find later. Now, he had only just turned four at the time, and I was thrilled during daylight hours that he was consistently using the bathroom in the first place. So I really shouldn't have been upset, but as I'm cleaning myself up, I was initially frustrated, and then I took a step back for a moment and I realized he was truly doing the best that he could he was still little and he was so proud that he was a big boy and doing his bathroom business all by himself it wasn't the outcome that I had hoped for but it was the effort that mattered he didn't think to himself I'm gonna pee all over the seat so mom can sit in it tonight <laughs> He was probably thinking, mom is going to be so proud of me for not peeing my pants. We all have battles in this life, and there are some areas where we may fall short of expectations or perfection, but we can honestly say we were doing our best. We were giving our best. We are giving our best. We intended no harm. This lesson hit me hard this week, and it dovetails off of last week's topic well, so I thought it was fitting to share it for this week. We're becoming so divided as people and Satan is brewing up so much animosity and hatred among people and it breaks my heart and it breaks God's heart to see the love of man growing so cold. So in an attempt to keep myself in check and guard against nurturing animosity in my heart, I thought, What if we assume people are doing their best instead of assuming they're doing their worst? If we extend some grace when we don't have the whole picture, asking somebody to do something and they drop the ball, it's easy to go to the assumption they were just being lazy. But what if their parent just got ill and they were tied up coordinating care for them, but we didn't know about it because they didn't share that with us? or somebody didn't call you back so your mind goes to negative places when really they didn't get the message in the first place how would our day-to-day lives changed if we assumed people were doing their best for that day who would we impact with the gif- gift of grace if we just gave them the benefit of the doubt how would your life change for the better if people just gave you the benefit of the doubt the simple acknowledgement I know you're doing your best. Even when things don't turn out the way that I want, that acknowledgement has been a tremendous blessing at particular times in my life. This past week, using this principle has really changed my attitude in a good way, and I challenge you to to try this out as well. And honestly, it's taken away a lot of negative feelings. I think of Sam, and the next day after the incident, I didn't say anything about the seat. Well, to him. I told other people because I thought it was funny, but I didn't say anything to him. He was just doing the best that he could at the time. Instead, I praised him for the job that he did do. And that encouragement, that grace gave him even more momentum to to keep going and not want to have accidents in the future. In Mark chapter 12, um, we learn about the widow's offering. Jesus was watching the crowd as they put their money into the temple treasury. And there were the rich people who deposited large amounts. And then came the widow with two very small copper coins worth only a few cents. And from the outside, somebody watching, one could just look at the situation and look at the end results and judge on that. But Jesus looks deeper. He knew her struggles, and he saw that she was giving her very best. She was giving her all. She was giving everything that she had to live on. In truth, we're all struggling in one way or another. And most of the time, 99.999% of the world doesn't know what those struggles are. That's what life on this earth brings. But... We can also spread God's love by showing people grace in action, looking beyond the end result to the heart of the matter, into the effort and the intention, assuming the best rather than the worst when we don't have the whole picture, giving grace at the right moment. Such actions can make an incredible positive impact on somebody. Lord. Thank you for not expecting perfection from us, but by judging our heart rather than the perfection of the outcome. Help us look at others with love, with your love. Don't let our hearts grow cold towards our fellow humans on this earth. Help us extend grace where we don't have the whole picture. Help us default to thinking others are doing their best as we work through the ups and downs of life. Thank you for your unending love, for changing our hearts and lives to better reflect you. Amen. Wishing you joy, laughter, and an uplifted week, friends. Until next time.